Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Find Me in a Book podcast. I'm your host, Tav. Today, we are talking about the Secrets in Shadow and Blood series. Um, it is by Lana Perchesskitz. I don't know how to say her last name. It's kind of it's kind of um, has some random letters, but we love that. Um, we're just going to say Lana. It's by Lana. And I think it's a pretty new series. Um, there's two books out. There's a third one coming out this year sometime, I think later this year. Uh, I'd never heard of it before, so I was curious and it, it turned out great. One thing that I have noticed recently with books is that they are going along with like the pattern of the Jennifer Armentrout books where it's like, blood and ash and it's like two words or I guess it was Sarah J Moss first right it's like the crown of thorn and those ones I I don't know why I'm blanking I guess I should look at my shelf yeah so those books so it's always like shadow and bone thorn and roses like the two words it's it seems that that's the trend right now and this one is the same it's shadow and blood so the secrets in shadow and blood for overall rating I'm gonna give it like a three overall some parts were like a 3.54 but I'm gonna say overall it was a 3.5 I would recommend it to my friends but I don't think it would be one that I would constantly be talking about. Um, for the mother-sister standard, yes, I probably will recommend it to my sister. No, I don't think I will to my mom. She, okay, so we've talked about my mom before, how the, her type of books. And I do want to review one of her favorite books um, in the next couple weeks, which I will. Um, but she is actually starting to read different genres which I'm very proud of her we had her read um, the alien series from Jennifer Armentrout the Luxon um, that series she loved that which was really great and then she really likes I can't remember who it's by um, but it's the first book is called Relentless and that is a very very good series which I will review at one point she loved that series and that one kind of is more fantasy as well so I mean we're getting her out there uh she she's becoming more open-minded to the different books um but it's going to be a slow process but I'm very proud of her knowing that I don't think that she would like this book yet maybe eventually but not yet my sister though she would love this series it would be great as for spiciness scale, oh, that one's a tough one. So I would say about a three to four, which four is kind of a lot of spice, but it's just different sections because this book has to do with like mates. And so the books that I've read where they do have a mate, there's kind of a lot of toast in those because they are just so like conjoined. They're... I don't know if that's the right word. They're just so needy of each other. And so there's a lot of scenes like that. Um, with this one, there's like a, a couple scenes and they they do make toast. And it's like pretty descriptive. Um, but I wouldn't say it's like, 
holy, that made me blush, I need to look away. I don't, it's not to that point. So I would say about like a three and a half to four, depending on the section. But there is spice in these books. I would say the second book is way more spicier than the first book. Um, So just know that going forward. Yeah, let's get into this book. I'm going to kind of talk about the second book as well. Not really, though. Um, because I really do want you guys to go and read this series. So um, I'm going to kind of explain the premises of the book, like the the storyline, because it is like a fantasy book. It's harder to get into and describe because there are so many details about the world build like the world building and the story building. And so I'm going to give you more description on that than like the actual story of what is happening. So this book actually contains like all of the different species, I think, like fantasy species. So there's like vampires, elves, shapeshifters, there's orc, fae, werewolves, mages. Did I say vampires? I don't know. I think I said vampires, but that's like the main one are vampires and then like humans. Um, So how this starts out is we meet, uh, she goes by Vivian at first. And she is a nuclear physicist, and it is everyday life. Um, But then quickly, honestly, like the first page, we realized that she had helped create a nuclear bomb, and it detonated. And she was the one that detonated it, though. And so it it put them into a nuclear winter, and somehow she got frozen. And so she is now awake 2,000 years later. So that is very interesting. I I kind of was confused the first couple pages, but once it kind of laid itself out there, I understood it, and I really like that concept. So it's kind of like a dystopia, also fantasy. Um, It's kind of like a mixture of the two genres, which I'm okay with. It's been 2,000 years, all the different, like, species kind of mutated things happened there's only a select few humans left and they have their own city there are these certain women that have been frozen and now they're awake and they're called the well-blessed they have like certain skills the species all of the species actually have mana which you could call like magic and like a resource or whatever so these well-blessed women had these careers in the old days and now they have all this mana because they were closely related to this bomb I think I'm not super sure about it so yeah she was a nuclear physicist in this day there is the unseelie and the seelie fey they're fey um, and then there are these guardians, which most of them are vampires. Some of them are shapeshifters, and there's like a couple elves, I believe. So these guardians are con- they're neutral between the two, like Seely and Unseely, and they kind of help just keep the peace. So they're like the police, kind of, and they're like these big soldiers or whatever. So there's like the guardians, and then over them is like the council which I believe there's like a different series or different 
species in the council for like all representation and then above that is the prime which I believe like the prime you could say is the queen like the neutral queen maybe like the pope I don't know (laughs) Um, because there is like the unseelie queen which she's like the evil queen and then there's the seelie king which he's a werewolf and I think there was like a series that's related to this one that she like does the story of how this werewolf does get to be the king I don't know what that series is called though the seelie king is a werewolf we are basically going through the guardian so the first book goes through his name is indigo which we learned that all of the names in these books are very natural because that's what the fae culture is, I guess. So his name is Indigo. The second book is about Haze and the third book is about Shade. I know. Interesting names. Indigo is a vampire. So these vampires are nocturnal, but they're still alive. So they're still like warm-blooded in this world or nowadays, whatever time it's at. Um, metal and plastic are outlawed because if it's on you or close to you, it like negates your mana. And so your mana doesn't replenish or you don't get access to your mana. So those things are illegal, basically. Okay, back to Vivienne. Uh, she wakes up. She's kind of like, um, <laughs> what's going on? So she starts walking through this forest and all of a sudden she sees like these big beasts flying down. And these beasts are vampires. They're actually guards of the queen, so the unseely queen. And they have this cage, and two other women are in that cage. And so Vivienne is, like, trying to fight these guards, and the women are yelling at her, like, let them bite you because I guess her blood, being a well-blessed woman, her blood makes them drunk because it's not like any other human animal blood or whatever but she doesn't really have a choice because she can't really beat them anyways because they're super strong so they like bite her and everything and she's able to like fight them and get one of their swords and like kill most of them and then the main guy his name is gasp gastnor i think um she like scratches him really bad and he like escapes so she is able to get these women out of the cage come to find out that these women are also well-blessed women And they're from her time as well. One of them was a geologist. One of them was, I think, like a a mechanical engineer or something. And then, of course, there's Vivienne. And she was the nuclear physicist. So they all worked towards this nuclear bomb. And um, they all awoke at the same time. So those two women's name is Annika and Susie. They tell her that they have been awake for a couple weeks, actually. So it's not around the same time. But they've been captured that long as well. So they've been learning about the world more uh, and how everything works. And I guess the humans and the Seelie and the Unseelie, all of them have been waiting for these women to wake up. Um, because they each have their different agendas for them. And so basically they're being hunted by all the different sides. And so Vivienne is like, well, let's just go to the humans because obviously we're human. The other two are like, actually, no, we don't want to go there because the guy that did the nuclear bomb, he's still alive. He's there and he doesn't have like great goals for them. And so they're like, okay, well, we 
maybe need to stick together like or be separate like I don't know and they're like well let's stick together for a little while so they go to this like hotel or whatever um shelter I don't think there's any electricity I don't think there's anything like that I mean they went through a nuclear winter they still are I'm not sure um so they go to this like shelter and they actually get hunted in the night and the guy that was hunting them said like oh I could smell you guys so when they're together their scent is stronger and so they decide that they need to split up and go their separate ways um in the meantime they're like well we need different names because our names like stick out um they're not like natural so then Vivienne becomes Violet and I think it's Susie that becomes Peaches Annika becomes silver which yes very interesting names um so then they split up we we follow violet because this is her story and it's six years later and somehow she has like assimilated herself into the society and she's working at this mine and she's just trying to blend in she actually like cut her ears so it looks like they're more pointed and so it looks like she is fey to like blend in she also has been like hunting vampires so she like baits them and has like all this forbidden metal because actually all metal is forbidden and she like tracks them and and tries to protect people later that night she actually gets followed by a vampire that's like drunk or whatever so she injures him he runs away saying like i'll get you or whatever so that night she actually gets attacked they like come back to her but she was expecting it and she like kills them all and so then she like drags all the bodies out they like came to her house or whatever she drags the bodies out hides them buries them whatever and kind of follows the path of where they came from and is looking into this house and sees that there's these like two guardians there which I guess you can immediately tell these guys are guardians because they're like big and buff they have armor and I guess they have like a a blue teardrop or whatever and that like signifies the well because I think the well is like their god or whatever um where they get their mana and everything So she can immediately tell that they're guardians. And as she's peeking through the window, uh, one of the guardians comes up behind her. It's Indigo. And from that like first moment, you immediately like him because he's kind of silly. Like he is very likable from the very beginning and isn't like the broody, like macho man. Like he's actually, he's very, very uh, personable and you just immediately root for him number one first thing like we like that and it's actually her that goes through a lot of different issues and um, her personality takes a while to really form or at least like show itself that we can know like okay this is who she is like she's actually a very like strict rule person but also feels like the whole nuclear like winter was her fault and so we kind of go through the process of her working through that guilt and he's like right there with her and it's a very sweet story throughout the whole book anyway that's like about them so he like finds her he's kind of silly um she gets really scared because obviously he's a vampire and a guardian and so she gets nervous and she actually like runs the other two guardians come back out and it's like haze and shade indigo tells them like hey i found one of the well-blessed women i'm gonna go after her haze says okay well we're still waiting for your brother which indigo's brother is one of like the top guards in the unseelie queen's court 
and is like their spy. We It turns out he's not really their spy, whatever. And so Hayes is like, well, we're supposed to meet him. I'll go meet him. And then Shade, I can't remember what Shade goes and does, but he leaves as well. And so that's where like Hayes' story starts. His Like he actually gets like captured and has his whole story so we don't really see Hayes until like the very end and so Indigo goes after Violet like finds her and protects her because Gastnor um the queen's guard guy that attacked Violet like six years ago he is actually like dumping bodies of these experiments that the queen is doing um, and that's kind of a premise as well. It's kind of like a a side story almost because most of the book is them trying to get Hayes back. And then there's like the side story of what the queen is doing. We learn more about the queen. And there's a, a lot of different stories actually intertwined. The author does it very well, kind of intertwining them. And so you are wondering about each one of them of the storylines and they just work really well together and so it's a very interesting story that that keeps you questioning which I really like I really like when I I can't guess what's going to happen in a book that's why I I kept reading (laughs) Indigo hides her from Gasnor because he like comes out or whatever and she gets really mad so she like actually steps out and like tries to stab Gasnor and he like kind of beats her and and Indigo helps her fight and everything and and kills all the people around Gasnor again but Indigo actually gets stabbed and so um, she's trying to help him kind of stay conscious he's trying to help her they try and like survive the night and then they need to get back to the order which is like the council where the guardians stay where the prime is um, they need to get back to that island. Um, but Indigo, he ha- he can like transfer, I guess the guardians can transfer into bats, like the vampires can turn into bats. Um, or they can do like a half shift so they can, they like shift out their wings. But Indigo can't shift out his wings because one, he's injured and he like needs blood and his mana is depleted because he was like fighting and everything. Um, and then he actually finds that she has all this metal on her and he like makes her get rid of it and everything and his mana immediately like replenishes like gets back and everything they are like slowly making their way toward the order and his mana is replenished and so then he like flies them to where the guardians are and where they stay and train and everything once she has been away from the metal enough she actually gets her mana like she gets mana and realizes that she has this and so she begins to have these powers I think it's like um, power of the sun or, or the moon or something I can't remember but she like glows and can like blind them and now that she has her mana she's used it and everything and she's close to indigo their hands I believe start to shine or whatever and they get like the zapping and then um, they have these mating marks which shows that they are mated so she has like her freak out he's really excited and I guess it's like very rare for vampires to mate He's very excited. All the guardians are excited um, because all these other like well-blessed women, they mated with the werewolves. And so the vampires are like, well, what about us? We don't know what will happen. So then it kind of gives them hope like, oh, there's other two other women. Like hopefully they mate or are mated um, like soulmates to any of the guardians. 
Um, so then it kind of, it gets them excited to find these other women, but at first they need to find Hayes, and somehow they're able to find out that Peaches is actually in the Unseelie Queen's castle as well. And that's where like the second book comes in because we learn about Peaches and we learn about Hayes and they're mated together, um, which is a very cute story. So that's kind of like the premises. They try and find Hayes. They figure out what the Queen is doing. Um, it's very interesting, very entertaining. Um, I liked both of the characters. Violet was, I mean, it took me a little while to start to like her, but she has a lot of like redeeming qualities. Like she basically, she's a strong woman. Like she just tells it how it is. I really enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed the world building as well. I want to know like, what is your guys' favorite type of world? Like, let me explain more. So there's like the dystopia where people are human everything like that or there's like the mixture where it's like our day but also there's like supernatural within our day and so you're trying to like figure out timelines there or there's just the completely whole different world that has been created I honestly like all of them I think it's harder for me to read when it's a whole world created because there's so many details and there's so much um, kind of creation in my mind where I'm like okay there's all these different holes um, that I need to try and fill while I read this book and some holes aren't filled and so it's much more complicated to read when a whole world is built I do like when there's the mixture though because I relate to it more because I imagine like my life with this supernatural and I can imagine it more and then I do like just the regular human life and dystopia dystopias aren't my favorite um, because it kind of makes me nervous <laughs> because there's like always a possibility and yeah that one kind of makes me nervous but I still read them but I think yeah my favorite is the mixture um, with the everyday and then like aliens or I do really like fantasy I don't know if I have a particular favorite of like fantasy genre I like aliens because aliens can be so different and have so many different like attributes and things about them but also like the fae I really enjoy reading about the fae because there's always like a part of the fae that is similar with other like with other books that are written about the fae like there's usually always like the unsealing and the seely and so I'm able to kind of build off of that and so that one is a little bit easier and there's always like the different personalities that the authors bring into it so I enjoy that and then vampires are always different like we've learned that over the years since like twilight werewolves are always different I've read a lot of elves like sometimes the elves are combined with the fae and sometimes they're not sometimes they're completely different sometimes there are like dragons in the stories sometimes there's like magic sometimes there's not like there's just so much so much possibility in these books that I just love it because it expands your mind and like you just can create all these different storylines in your head and what it would be like and there's just so much possibility for imagination that's I guess like the child in me like my inner child that's what makes me excited is that I can still use my imagination and I can build these worlds inside my head and someone else could read that same book and build a different world inside of their head. 
That's what I, I love about it because we all are looking at these words and reading these words so differently that when you do come together and talk to each other, there's so many different like perspectives that maybe you didn't think of. And then you start creating that world even more. And even when you look at like Pinterest or like YouTube and all these different like fan fiction, like or fan art. I love looking at fan art because I have an image in my mind about like the hero or the the love interest, but they have a totally different image as well. And so just to see how we have interpreted those details, I love it. I love it so much. That's what makes me like obsessed with reading is because anything is possible. Like that it's cheesy, but like literally anything is possible when you read because people are coming from different backgrounds. So that's pretty much it. That is the podcast this week. Um, I definitely recommend these books because it is a different take on fantasy than what I have read because it it is the combination between dystopia, humans, and fantasy. So I definitely recommend it. The third book doesn't come out until later this year. Um, but the first two are very, very good. Definitely kept me entertained. So I recommend them highly. That is all for me though. I'm grateful for you guys and I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.